Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And we're here to suggest that mathematizing is not about mimicking or rote memorizing, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. That mathematics class can be less like it has been for so many of us and more like mathematicians working together. We answer the question, if not algorithms, then what? Hey, y'all, we're on episode 40. Woohoo! Head and planning about all we want to do in the podcast. But we thought episode 50 would be a great time to just answer some questions that you guys have for us. So if you have a burning question for us to tackle, we'd love to hear it. You can yeah. email your wonders to me at Kim at Math is Figure Outable. That's Kim at Math is Figure Outable. Dot and we'll com. see what we can do. <laughs> Make sure you get the end of the Oh, sorry. Kim, Kim at figureoutable.com. Do we say dot com anymore? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a little bit fun. Uh, listeners, Kim and I usually get together to record a podcast by planning a little bit of an outline. Sometimes we put in quotes we want to quote, but at least we have some idea of the flow. But when we decided to do an episode on homework, which is today, mm -hmm. it's on homework, Kim paused and said, I'm not actually sure what you think about homework. Ooh, let's do this one live without planning. <laughs> With that snarky daredevil glint in her eye, <laughs> which is totally, if you guys have ever met Kim, <laughs> there's definitely a little snark involved. So I said, let's do it. All right. So y'all, here we go. We're going to talk about homework. And I'm going to just start. Okay. So okay, I'm going right. to start by saying, can I do this? Can I just say in general, I am not a fan. Is that okay? I mean, okay. that's interesting. What do you mean when you, you're not a fan of what exactly? I'm not a fan of homework in general. Um, like there, you would just never give kids homework. Uh, I have given homework. Um, there have, and you know, we can talk about this later, but there are times where I've had administrators that said, you'll do homework. Like you um, will give homework. You, thou yeah. shall, as a teacher, thou shalt Yeah, give as homework. a grade level, you'll give X amount of homework okay. per night or per week. And so I have given homework. Um, but both as a teacher and as a parent, I have appreciated the years where homework is not a part of our family time. 
Well, so let me back up just a minute. You just said that that when your principal said you had to or grade level, whatever that you did, are you saying that you only gave homework when you had to, like as a teacher, if you didn't have, if, if there was no mandate to, to give homework, would you not have? That's a good question. So there are, there are, okay, so here's the thing. There are times where I have sent things home with kids. Mm -hmm. It is way less often than I think lots of other people do. So maybe I'll, I'll tell you what those things were. Okay. Um, if a well, kid, in fact, Hey, I'm going to pause you for a second. Yeah. I can actually tell you some of that because remember my kids had you <laughs> as a teacher they did. And, and you and I have had, now that was a few years ago, that you and I have had a conversation about the fact that, like, you're kind of confident, right? But there were a few times where you sent something home that, am I right? You wondered a little bit what I thought? Oh, sure. Like, you told yeah, me later. You were sure. like, yeah, I kind of wondered when I sent that home. Like, yep. Pam's looking at what comes home, which was true. I did. I mean, honestly, I looked less at any other subject. Like, yeah, when my kids come home from school, <laughs> listeners, I would say, hey, guys, how's school? And my, in my head, I would be like, how's math? Like, it really <laughs> was all about how math class was, how math is going, and it was a little bit about all the rest of it. Okay, Kim, I totally interrupted you. That's okay. So tell us what you did send home for homework. What kinds of things? So if a student was confident that they knew what to do, how to solve what, what was expected, but just needed more time, mm -hmm. then, then they could take it home. Okay. If okay. a student was needing help, struggling, working on it, then I did not send it home. Because I don't think that it is a parent's responsibility. Now, I absolutely want them involved. And so if I had a good relationship with a parent and they felt confident and, and wanted to, to give some assistance, okay. But I don't think it's my job to assign work and then say, oh, you're not done and you need help with this take it home. So let me parse that out. You're saying that if a kid was like going, they're going, 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 but they just needed more time. They're maybe a little slower processor or something. Sure. And you're like, ah, sweetheart, just take that home. No problem. But if a kid was like struggling and frustrated yeah. and, 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 or maybe not even frustrated, but just needed more of you, more, yes. um, sort of that, that, what's the word I'm looking for? Vygotsky. Guidance. Uh, the more knowledgeable yeah. other. Yeah. The more knowledgeable other guidance needed some help. Then you're not like, Hey, go tell your parents who aren't math teachers, go make them help you. That, that's it's so interesting to me because I see all the time on, you know, my neighborhood group or on a Facebook, Hey, uh, can somebody in the neighborhood help me with my kids seventh grade homework? Mm -hmm. and, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you think, and you think, because that kid obviously it doesn't, it isn't understanding. And so the parent's trying to help, which of course, uh, let's actually say it one more time. Cause I know you said it, but we would never, Kim and I feel very strongly about this. We would never come between a kid and their parent. Like we want parents involvement. We honor parents. We want, we would never say parents don't help your kid or parents stay out of this. We'll just handle it. Or that's not what we're saying at all. We yeah. love parents. We have parent meetings. We've done parent classes up the yin yang. Like we love involving parents. We love having parents. We want to involve parents at whatever level they have time for and want to be involved in and all the things. So we would never tell parent, get out. We'll take care of it. That's, that's not the point right. at all. But at the same token, I think what I hear you saying is we don't also expect the parent to take our place. Yeah. Your kid's struggling with this. So here you go teach them that yeah, I, I'm done with them. I'm done with them. <laughs> it's, it's all, helpful. it's all on you. Yeah. Sure. Like, sure. Yay. Okay, cool. 
So that's interesting that, that you're kind of differentiating um, between kids who just need a little bit more time and kids who need more help. And I think that is an important distinction. Yeah. That I fully support. I Let's think I've mentioned this before, actually, that it's one of the things that I say to my kids. Do you need time mm. or do you need help? Nice. Nice. Yeah. And that's a way that you think about homework. Yeah. Um, so what other kinds of things do you send home for homework? Um, so it's it's certainly something that I consider how much of this kind of thing have we done in class together, right? So when I was required to send home homework, if we had just started a particular topic or strand or unit, then I did not send homework with those kinds of things in mind. It would have been something that we had done previously. It would have been some kind of foundational work that kids needed to continue to work with. Lots of geometry terms, <laughs> lots of social <laughs> knowledge, right? That was... Things that kids can sort of practice. And you're okay with that because we need practice with social knowledge kinds of things. Right. Hey, that reminds me, we've done an episode on social knowledge. Uh, Kim, keep talking and I'll go see if I can find that episode number to give everybody. Yeah. So another thing that I considered a lot, and we, we're coming back to parents a little bit, but one of the problems that I have with a lot of homework is sometimes they don't have the time or the support at home, the place to do the homework, right? We have kids who come home from school and go straight to baseball practice, gymnastics, uh, art class, whatever, and or, then get or, at or work or church. take care of their siblings. Right. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Right. And then um, they get home responsibilities at, at home. Yeah. They have yeah. chores. They have, they, they need to help out around the house. They yes. have other things that are taking, um, taking place. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Hey, let me just pipe in with that, that episode number. Episode 17 will help you sort of uh, understand what we mean when we say social knowledge versus logical mathematical knowledge. Yep. And so so we're suggesting here that if something is social, we suggested there as well, that, that that we need practice with that because it's social, it's convention. It's it's not something figureoutable. It's something we have to tell kids. So we want them to have lots of exposure with that. So that makes sense that it's you've already done it well in class, then send that home then the kids get more practice with it. It doesn't frustrate parents because it's social. They can look it up on the internet easily if, they, if they're not sure. Um, so it's not a frustrating kind of thing uh, that they can do. And, and, and that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's interesting to me because a lot of um, teachers that I work with will say to me, you know, I get a lot of parent complaints or parent confusion, maybe more confusion, or I, I want to help my kid. I'm trying to help my kid, which is fantastic that mm -hmm. some students have that. Um, but then we'll talk about the kinds of things being sent home and it's like, oh yeah, I, you know, our, our parents don't have the opportunity maybe to get some understanding about math and strategies and maybe a little bit why it's not the way that they were taught growing up. And so instead of inviting those kinds of conversations without some parent support and some parent classes, I think I generally tried to send home things that parents felt confident in. They didn't look um, maybe foolish or maybe didn't look as knowledgeable. And then yeah, the kid. Yeah, we don't want to put parents in that position. I'm totally interrupting. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Like, we really don't want to put parents in the position where they're like, I don't know what this, what is this new math stuff? Okay. I and mean, I can just picture, what is it? The Incredibles too? New yeah. math. How do you change math? Math is math. Yeah. If that, if, if parents have an experience, we don't want them to look foolish in front of their kids or like they don't know or, and frustrate the parents. Um, and so. I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> we were talking about delaying homework and you didn't use that, that word, but yes. I kind of wrote down why delay. So I'm going to ask you. If you, you kind of said, if we just started something that I'm not sending that home, but I'm going to send stuff home that we've already done before, uh, why delay? Why? Because eventually you're going to send 
home the stuff that you've just started, right? Right, right. So why delay? Why delay what you're sending home? Well, if it's a new idea for kids and they're still kind of like just messing with it a little bit, then Mm -hmm. I I don't want them to have that productive struggle. I I want that, but I don't want them to have that in a way where they could still be counting, right? So if I'm sending home something, think about the progression that, that you talk about. Um, Counting to additive reasoning, to multiplicative reasoning, proportional reasoning, functional reasoning. Yeah. Uh So if it's a, if it's a multiplication problem and I see that I have kids who are still using counting strategies or um, additive strategies, then I'm not going to send that home with them to continue practice using those strategies that is not raining those less sophisticated strategies. Yeah, Uh absolutely. I might send that kind of work home after we've done a little bit more work with it. And I, and I have an opportunity to guide them a little bit more. So kids have gotten more sophisticated. They're more efficient at what you're talking about. Now, when it goes home, parents aren't going to see, what are you drawing pictures for? What are all those tally marks? You're counting for just do the algorithm. So parents aren't going to have that reaction. Sorry. go ahead. You know, I was going to say, and even then, (laughs) even then I'm thinking about the kinds of things that I would have done where instead of a page of 15 multiplication problems, I might have done something like, Hey, we've been working on um, a doubling and having strategy. Here are 10 problems for which of these problems might a doubling and having strategy be um, a good strategy. Circle those, do two of them with a doubling and having strategy, bring those back for a conversation the next day. Notice teachers, how that changes the conversation with parents, parent, mm-hmm. the parent kid conversation. So uh, we get a lot of comments from, from uh, teachers that are frustrated because the parents are frustrated because the teachers send home 25 multiplication problems and the parents send back the homework with the kid doing 25 algorithms, right? The algorithm 25 times. And, and so Notice how it changes the conversation. If you say, hey, here are 10 fine problems. Don't solve them. I want you to choose the ones that doubling and having would work nice for. Now the parent, if the parent's involved, which we'd love, right? Then the parent gets to go, what is doubling and having? And the kid goes, oh yeah, it's this cool thing, right? You've done it Mm -hmm. enough that the kid understands doubling and having, can do doubling and having. So you're delaying until you're at that point. And now the conversation is where the parents like, well, if they, if they don't know, I'm not saying all parents don't know, of course some do, but if they haven't and kids, kid gets to say, well, check it out. This is doubling and having, and the parent goes, whoa, my kid's brilliant. Like you're brilliant. Okay. So we're supposed to choose one that works well for, and now it's like a game. It's like interesting that they get to kind of like look and see which one is more, you know, better suited for that strategy. And then they still solve the two problems at that point it's much more unlikely. It's much more, how do I say this positively? It's much more likely that the parent and the student are going to mess with those two problems, doubling and having, and much less likely that the parent is going to say, do it this way. This is the way I learned it in school. And and, yeah. and the kid comes back with a couple of algorithms. Y'all, we're seeking for homework. We're seeking for problems like that everywhere, where yeah. it's not about, um, it, it's not going to inadvertently put people in positions that nobody wants to be in, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and if there are no parents at home, right, which for so mm-hmm. many kids, there's not, then it's not them relying on somebody else to sit down and do the work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's also mm-hmm. not about um, get the answers to these specific problems. It's about thinking generally in broad terms about categories of problems. Oh, and you're just reminding me of something I have totally been thinking about. So some of the threads that I've been seeing on uh, this is so timely right now. Threads I've been seeing on social media from teachers is the fact that kids are using cheat sites to, to do their yeah. homework. Yeah. And so one of the threads I just saw was, hey, um, what, uh, how did they ask it? Something about where can I find problems that kids can't use the cheat sites 
to answer. So for those of you who aren't familiar, there are many sites out there that you can just type in um, a, a math problem. Yep. And you can even put in like where it is in a book sometimes. I mean, it's kind of interesting, but you just type in the math problem and then it will, it will give you the answer. Some of the sites will give you the steps to do the answer. And so a lot of students know that. Um, I'll be honest with you. A couple of my personal kids when in college, they have now, they don't typically just type it in, get an answer, put it down and move on because my kids really want, they know math is figure outable, but when they get stuck, uh, a thing that they've done is they, they type it in, they see the answer, they might even see the steps. And then that, then, then they use that to help them figure out what's happening so that they can actually think about what's going on. <laughs> Many students are using in that way. And so teachers are frustrated because they're trying to, well, they're trying to grade homework, which is also interesting, right? That's something we haven't talked about. And, and, and students are using these cheat sites. So if you ask questions like Kim just suggested, can you see listeners how that is going to help your students not be able to use a cheat site, right? Because uh, there's no way that you're going to be able to put in those 10 problems and say, hey, computer, figure out which one of these, of these 10 problems is better to use with doubling and having. That's, that's not a problem. That's not a problem a computer can solve. That takes human intuition, which is what we're trying to develop. Um, It's beautiful. Kim, that's that's an excellent example. So could we write problems, homework assignments, problems in class, homework assignments that ask kids to think and reason, but we're delaying it enough so that they have confidence in that thinking and reasoning it, that we're not, we're not frustrating. I know, uh, I'm just going to clarify something you said a little bit earlier, Kim, if I may, yeah. you said, I don't want to send kids home uh, to have that productive struggle. I think what you really meant was you don't want to send, send kids home to have unproductive struggle, right? I don't think, I, I think I clarified that. I want them to have productive struggle. I don't want them to have that productive struggle without the opportunity for somebody to intervene when necessary. Right, right. Yeah. Right, got it. Got yeah. it. So you're leaving. That's one I, I absolutely want some struggle a little bit, right? But, but I don't. Not, want, but not at home so much, yes. right? I don't not think they feel like they, they can't when they're working really hard. I want there to be somebody in there that can continue to um, guide them a little bit. Totally. I don't want them totally. feeling stuck like, I can't do this. Absolutely. And then that just causes sort of unproductive struggle. And now everybody's frustrated. And now we start doing, we revert to, you know, like, like you said, we revert to less sophisticated strategies, but counting or additive when we're supposed to be multiplying, we revert to looking stuff up in sheet sites. Uh, We revert to calling your aunt. So my my nieces and nephews will call me for help. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Like we were to calling somebody for help yeah. and, uh, when instead we could just sort of be doing some productive things that are just getting us to kind of think, but with, without the frustration uh, that we don't want to have yeah. um, as we send kids home. I wonder sometimes if some of that comes from teachers sending home homework that they haven't really looked carefully at. Like it's a page in a textbook that they haven't even looked mm. at the problems. If they, sure. Uh, just copy off a worksheet from a, you know, a book that says, you know, something, a great title, or it says, you know, uh, adding two digit numbers or whatever. And then, or, or you just Google it. I need a bunch of, uh, and then not looking at problems. it. Yeah. Then looking at it. Now, let me just, let me just say anybody listening out there, it's COVID, right? It's a pandemic. So we are not like the shaming or thumbing our noses at you or like we're in nowhere. Are we saying, I can't believe you're not spending your last breath, you know, figuring out all the things we totally get it there. There will of course be times where you grab something quick because in the name of COVID and everything, that's all you have time to do. Of course we understand that. But if we can sort of look at what the homework is, we'll look at what the assignments are and then make some choices 
Um, Kim, one of my favorites that you've ever done is to literally Google something where you're just like, ah, just give me, like you said, give me 10. Now pick the problem. Give me 10 uh, division problems, uh, three digits divided by two digits. And you just take that random set of problems from the internet, but then it's the question that you send home with it. Mm -hmm. And then the question is, Ooh, would you rather use which, for which of these questions would you rather use a partitive approach? And you're probably not going to use that with kids. What would you say? A dealing out approach Mm -hmm. or or in some way you would say for which of these would you rather do a multiplying up approach and then solve two of them, pick two of them and solve those and and, and bring it back. And we'll talk about, we'll share which, which uh, cool strategies you came up with. So you could take, what is a sort of traditional assignment, something easy to like pull down where you don't have to create all the problems, Sure, but, but you create the uh, discussion around it. Whoa, that was fun to talk all about homework kind of off the cuff. Hope that wasn't too um, unorganized for anybody out there. And obviously we have some strong feelings about homework, right? <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> no, bit. <laughs> no shortage of things to talk about. So, um, so far we've said that, generally, I'm not a huge fan. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that we have gotten your opinion yet. We we definitely want kids to be working on things. When, they, when homework goes home, we want them to be working on things that they can do in case they're alone, right? So mm-hmm. because of that, we want to delay homework. We want to do things that are not fresh and new in terms of practice, but need come, to come back up again. Yeah, excellent. And that maybe won't make people crazy, right? Like yes. just in general, we don't send stuff home that will make everybody crazy. So delay that homework. Okay, that was fun. And I'm going to suggest, Kim, if you're okay with it, I think we, we have more to say, but we're about time here on this podcast. It's actually gone yeah. a little longer than we like to. So everybody, we're going to have another episode, uh, probably a freewheeling one on homework. So stay tuned for the next episode on ideas and thoughts about mathematics homework. Woo! Remember to join us on Math Strat Chat on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram on Wednesday evenings, where we explore cool math problems with the world. Hey, if you find the podcast helpful, will you please rate it and give us a review? We really appreciate that. So if you're interested to learn more mathematics and all about homework, and you want to help yourself and your students develop as mathematicians, then don't miss the Math is Figure Outable podcast, because math is... Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.